0: pod save the queen hello and welcome back to pod save the queen the daily mirrors royal podcast i'm your host anne gripper i'm joined once again by daily mirror royal correspondent victoria murphy hello and we've got royal fashion expert in residence danielle Stacey with us as well hello um as you might expect from that we will be talking about the latest dress rumours and having a look about the tiaras as well so lots of excitement building because we're now 11 days to go and we have actually had some some really quite significant updates last week and they weren't just released on twitter and press releases you actually had a a sort of a, a briefing
1: yeah exactly um so you know what's there's been a lot of speculation, hasn't there, surrounding this wedding about various things, as there always is with events like this. And what was really nice was that we actually got a lot of concrete information last week, last Friday, on some things that there have been question marks over. Um, so, yeah, well, there, was a, there was a media briefing Um held in the Queen's Gallery in Buckingham Palace. There were two briefings, actually. There was a briefing for domestic press, um, UK media, also present were some American media outlets. And then there was a second briefing for more international news outlets. Um, And so we got a lot of information, which was all embargoed until after the second briefing had taken place, which was 2pm on Friday. And I mean, the highlights of that, which have been well documented now are Megan's dad, Thomas, is definitely going to walk her down the aisle. She has, however, put her own twist on the day. She has got um, her mother traveling with her in the car to the chapel. So her mother is going to stay in the venue that Megan is staying in overnight, the night before the wedding. A mystery location. We still don't know where it is. And then they're going to get in a car and they're going to drive to the chapel together, where her father and her bridal party are going to be waiting and he's going to walk her down the aisle. Really interesting, um, I'll go into a sort of some views on that in a minute, but just to give you the low of the other headline things from the briefing. Um, Megan is not going to have a maid of honor. She, we were told that she has a large group um, or a close-knit group of friends and she didn't want to choose between them. So they are supporting her in the run-up to the wedding, but she is not chosen any of them to be her maid of honor. She's just going to have child bridesmaids and obviously child page boys. Harry will have ushers but they won't be announced. We won't get their names announced. And the other thing that we were told was Prince Philip. Somebody asked, is Prince Philip, can you confirm that he's going to come? And wasn't confirmed basically. Um, What we were told was it's very much hoped that he will be there but we'll have to get some guidance on that closer to the time. Now, I think he will absolutely 100% want to be there. However, of course, he's a very proud man, and if he's struggling to walk following his hip operation, his hip replacement, will he want to be seen in a wheelchair? That's the question. I think that he would probably be happy with being seen using a stick, with people knowing that that he's had this operation, but... I I'm not sure that he would want to appear in a wheelchair so that that may affect things but I I would put money on him being there. I think he'll really really want to
0: be there I think it's balancing it up as well because you know being in a wheelchair after an operation we've mentioned this before like that's okay you've had an operation you've been unwell that's fine and this is someone who you know he's been a part of the family for years and years He's you know your your grandson yeah Exactly. We want to see him get married.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and as you say, people won't necessarily see him and think, oh, now he's going to be in a wheelchair forever because we know that he's had an operation. Another interesting thing that we were told um, was that Meghan's family, her mother and her father, are going to be travelling to London in the week before the wedding and they're going to have lots of meetings with the royal family. So they're clearly very keen to hammer home this point that her and her parents are very much being embraced and welcomed into the royal fold so we were told she's going to be they're going to be getting to know the queen prince philip prince charles camilla william and kate very much going to be made to feel very very welcome because it must be quite daunting it must be a very strange scenario particularly for her father who we know is has been described as being reclusive, um, and he certainly lives a very quiet life in Mexico. So for him to come to the UK and to meet the Queen, I mean, it's surreal, really, isn't it? So,
0: did they say whether Meghan's mum and dad would be meeting the Queen at the same time? Because obviously they're and you know they're an estranged couple; they're not together anymore, and it it's weird enough for a lot of parents. Meeting up again at their their child's wedding when they possibly don't really talk very yeah, much exactly. anymore, and then you've got to go meet the Queen well, as the well. Po-
2: family politics, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they
1: didn't say that. Um, I would expect the answer to that would be yes, because and probably with Meghan as well and Harry, I'm sure. Megan, Megan's parents. We don't. We don't get the impression from what we know that their divorce was a bitter divorce mm-hmm. and that they are estranged. They just you know they just they're ex husband and wife, they obviously don't have a lot of communication. But they brought up Megan together. We know that she had a Thanksgiving dinner with them. Um, not, I think it was not last year, but the year before. Um, and so they clearly do still see each other from time to time things involving their daughter so i think we could expect them to have the same meeting with the queen and probably with charles and camilla i would expect that they will probably meet kate and william maybe a few more times in the slightly more relaxed circumstances because obviously william and harry are very close so i think that's what i think that's what we'll see um but yeah i mean it's really it's interesting that them announcing that her dad would walk her down the aisle is something that everyone sort of felt was the story because it really that's something that I suppose certainly with the last wedding with William and Kate's wedding that was never a question mark over that so it was just completely what would it's like saying she's going to wear a wedding dress you know it's just such an <laughs> yeah. obvious part of the day but of course because there's a slightly different situation and Meghan's relationship with her father is not as close with her mother we knew that Harry hadn't met him we knew that he lived a reclusive life that there were definitely things that were making that not seem certain. So the fact that we now have that nailed on and a really nice touch that she's going to have her mother travel in the car with her. I mean, we know that Meghan is a very proud, self-confessed feminist and, you know, she's all about kind of elevating the role of, of women in male-dominated spheres. So you could interpret this and I like to interpret this as, as you know, her, cha- her championing women, her f- feminist um, viewpoints coming out there. But also um, it's clearly about the fact that she loves her mother, wants to be with her mother, and wants to make her mother feel part of the proceedings.
0: It's a yeah, special time travelling to the traveling to the wedding, and then walking down the aisle, Big, big, it's a, it's a big, massive deal, yeah. everybody, you know, that's yeah. kind of his introduction to the world, I guess. And the
1: crowds will, you know, see her driving to the church, as well as seeing them come Gosh. in the carriage procession, so that must be amazing for her, to be driving past these screaming crowds, and thinking wow this is for me you know it's kind of crazy.
0: So we'll get a glimpse of what she's wearing before she actually gets out of the car then because we'll see the car journey.
1: I remember with the the last Royal Wedding they were quite keen to avoid the dress being seen completely when she got into the car so they erected some kind of very fancy sort of tunnel so that she could come (laughs) out of the hotel walk through a white kind of tunnel and get into the car without really being seen fully I mean obviously there were cameras filming and you could see a little bit but you didn't get proper look at the dress until she came out of the car at the church so I think at the Abbey it was so I think we might see something similar here I think we might see I mean because it was the um the Goring Hotel is obviously on a street in central London so it was would have been impossible to stop people from seeing the entrance to the hotel but I suppose if Megan's overnight accommodation is more secluded then she may even be able to get into the car and we won't see anything at all until the car comes into view. Just the car whizzing, but, uh, whizzing past. Uh, uh, I'm sure there'll be an intention for the moment she steps out at the church to be the first moment people properly see her that wow factor, isn't it? she steps
2: out, it's like, yeah. you know, as Kate could, you know, come out of the car and, you know, Pippa was straight in her dress
0: and, yeah. Mm. Time there. That's yeah. A yeah. Um that yeah. moment. One of the other things that was nice that came out of the briefing was the involvement of Princess Diana's family. Yes, exactly. In the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, So you've well done mentioning that. That slipped my mind just then. So, um... Of course, Harry wants his mum to be fully involved and to feel that she's very much part of the day. And so, obviously, her siblings are going to be there, her two sisters and her brother. And one of her sisters, Lady Jane Fellows, is going to do the reading. So that's a really important role on the day. If you remember Kate and William's wedding, it was James Middleton who did the reading. And now they've chosen Lady Jane Fellows. And that's really nice, the fact that Diana's family is going to be so front and centre, so visible on the day and there'll be so many elements of Diana I mean I think she'll be very much part of the day anyway just in the fact that Megan's ring is made from her stones um I think we'll see other sartorial nods to Diana on the day as well um and you know I think that it's probably be quite poignant actually to that there may be a moment where you can kind of really see that maybe harry is is thinking of his mother um during his wedding it'll be interesting to see how emotional he gets it's probably really stealing himself for that moment when
0: she walks down the aisle oh goosebumps goosebumps so we now have an updated timetable which i'm going to run through so you can mark your diaries down for where you need to be when Um, we're expecting the titles to be announced on the morning of the wedding Understand. That's
1: correct. Yeah, the titles are a gift from the Queen. They'll be announced at some point, most likely in the morning of the wedding. Not, not as she's about to walk down yeah. the aisle. I think they, they give a little bit of space between give, those things.
0: Give people some time, something to talk about in mm. the uh, in the hours of TV coverage in the in the build up to it. So, 9 a.m. Oh, members of the public watching the wedding from the Windsor Castle grounds arrive. So they've got an early start. 9:30 uh, till 11. Chapel guests arrive and enter through the south door. Um, Eleven twenty—that's when the royal family start to arrive and enter via the Galilee porch. Some on foot, others by car. This is something we talked about briefly before, I think, me, about how the royal family would get to mm-hmm. a wedding that's essentially yeah near their house. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, as I say, some of them will walk down. I mean, it will be the Queen will come by car, and somebody will accompany her in that car. I think most of the other members of our family will walk actually. Unless it's raining. Yeah. Yeah, unless it's raining, yeah. Which actually isn't is it not um forecast to be raining? Is I it? I don't think it's I've I think not it's a bit it. early, obviously, to be sure, but I did see something suggesting
0: that. Oh we're in the middle of a quite unusual heat wave at the moment. Yeah. So we've heard all of the weather on the <laughs> podcast here. It's cold sort. and
1: rainy now, but I really hope it does isn't.
0: No, that would be a shame. Um so eleven forty-five. Harry and William arrive at the chapel's west steps, walking past golden ticket holders in the castle grounds. So, I don't know whether there's a local nearby where they can grab a cheeky uh, uh, groom's pint beforehand, but there probably absolutely not. Absolutely isn't, yeah. I
1: and mean, <laughs> what I think is really nice about that is obviously that we're going to see Harry greet the crowds before his wedding. And I think he obviously wants to be somebody who isn't just this distant figure on the day. And obviously, when he gets into the carriage, he'll. Won't be contactable, um people won't be able to speak to him because he'll be in a carriage. So the fact that he is going to be sort of chatting to people is really good, and we'll hopefully get some good comments from him about how he's feeling about
0: <laughs> what's about to happen. And William might oblige if Harry doesn't, I suspect. Yes, hopefully, yeah. Um, uh, so 1155 to 1159, following protocol, the Queen is the last of the royals to arrive. So if Prince Philip did come, would we expect him to arrive with her or possibly not, because it might take a bit longer if he's un you know, no, I unwell?
1: Think probably with her.
0: Um that's what would
1: usually happen. Um as you say, there could be alternative arrangements made, but I think if he's coming, he'll be arriving with her.
0: So Megan has got a time and a date to keep and I mean a lot of brides are late on their wedding day you're allowed to be late when you're a royal bride well and also yeah I mean
1: and also she doesn't want to be early either you know she doesn't want to be driving a lot or driving up as other people are still you know as the queen hasn't gone in yet so um I think it will all be timed to perfection I mean they have the advantage that ordinary people do not have i suppose the radio communication between various different security points i'm sure that
0: will ensure that everything runs to time so megan arrives at the chapel's west steps by car starting her journey with her mum as we've talked about um, when the car stops at the castle her mum will change places with the bridesmaids and the page boys and then her dad will meet her at the west door to walk her down the aisle um, service starts at noon and then um, it should be finished. They should be married and greeting the crowds on the West Steps at one o'clock. And then five minutes later, they're in the carriage. Yeah, yeah. So, which we had details of. Yeah. So I think the, since we last recorded, yeah.
1: Landau is the carriage that they have chosen. It's it's quite a low key coach. It's not a really fancy or coach, um, and that's what they're going to be travelling in. It's it's a, a very good choice. It's exactly fits the theme of their wedding, that kind of slightly more understated approach. And Um, it's the same
0: one that Harry, or the same star that Harry rode in after William and Kate's wedding. Yeah, there's
1: five in the Royal Muse. It's the same one that that Harry rode in at William and Kate's wedding, exactly, with Bridesmaids and Page Boys. There's a reserve option, if it rains. If it rains. Yeah, but then they will be in the Scottish state coach. So hopefully it won't rain. I think it would have to rain very heavily for them to not want to be open
0: open Um, and then 7 o'clock they will be pictured leaving for their reception at Frogmore House so we will get another look and we will hopefully get to find out whether there is a second dress for the evening as Kate had there is definitely a
1: second dress for the evening yeah Yeah. and that's part of what this facility is about picturing them leaving for the evening reception and of course the afternoon event has got all of the guests who were in the chapel all 600 guests will be attending the lunch in St George's Hall which is hosted by the Queen we're expecting to get some details from that what they've eaten maybe there'll be some speeches given who's given them perhaps a little flavour of what was said the musical entertainment once they leave for Frogmore House for their reception for just 200 guests who are their closest friends and family. That's their big party and we won't be getting any information out of that unfortunately
0: because it's being claimed that there's a Whitney Houston song that's in the running for their first dance for this yeah I want to well <laughs> that me. I want to so, dance yeah. I can yes, never I remember I the proper name. somewhere I want to dance with somebody I want to feel the heat with somebody with yeah. somebody who loves me so I think people have been saying like it's an unusual wedding dance song I mean it's very upbeat
2: yeah and hopefully they've got a dance routine because you imagine
1: they've learned like an extravagant dance routine.
0: Imagine they <laughs> imagine doing a dance routine
1: but you never know. I feel like they might have a lot of other things to worry about in the run up to this wedding without having to learn a dance routine as well. <laughs> At the
0: same we'll time. never know. Yeah. So. Oh, well, hopefully, we might. Who, yeah. who knows? We will f- find out. So, I think it's time that we should talk about the dress mm-hmm. and the tiaras. So, um, last week, there was a bit of a clue, maybe, about who it was, and it has been claimed that it will be Ralph and Russo who were obviously the designers behind that extravagant engagement dress, which we have talked about repeatedly. Yes, the, the very suite.
2: glamorous semi-sheer, ruffled gown. Um yeah, she wore for the engagement photos. Uh yes, she's reportedly wearing a hundred thousand pound Ralph and Russo. Gown meant to be heavily beaded and embellished, which uh, the designers are renowned for. Um, Just a little bit of background about them Uh, Tamara Ralph and Michael Russo. uh, She is from Sydney, but they are a British, uh, they're London based designers. Uh, They founded in 2007, opened up their first boutique in Mayfair, and then opened a uh, like a kind of concession in harrods i think in 2015 um and there's an interesting fact about uh tamara actually um she became the first female creative director from the uk in nearly 100 years deemed eligible to showcase her collection during paris Walker couture week which i think from megan's point of view being a feminist and being a champion of women i think that would be quite a nice touch if they are Designing her dress, um, and there was a, a little bit of a clue last week that we were all uh, quite excited about. We spotted on the Royal School of Needlework uh, Twitter um, that the uh, some of the I believe the designers from from Ralph Russo uh, were viewing some portfolios from students at um, at Hampton Court Palace, I believe, and uh, and we were wondering whether it's you know it's too obvious. They would surely be a bit more discreet in the
1: lead up. Yeah, because the the dress, the, the Kate's wedding dress was obviously designed by Sarah Burton from Alexander McQueen, but it was made by yeah. workers at the Royal School of Needlework, yes, and that's and based in Hampton yeah. Court. Yeah, exactly. And so they didn't know what they were working on, there, did they? They They didn't know until the day of the wedding, that they had been designing the royal wedding dress, yes. they were just making this beautiful lace and they were embroidering...
0: They must have had a bit well, of a maybe. Well, maybe. We, well, that's we got, what they said. They, they, were, they were
2: told that they were designing for a period, like a TV period costume drama, uh, I believe. Yeah, um, and
1: they had to wash their hands every 30 minutes to keep everything clean. And, you know, it was all the, the, the highest standard. I suppose it makes sense to not, not tell them because I suppose the further... The wider you spread the net, the more chance there is of information yeah, leaking out. Ups, yeah. yeah, so ups yeah. Exactly. Um,
2: it's quite interesting, as you say. Is it... Is it mm.
1: Yes, because we don't know, do we, if Ralph yeah. and Russo has an existing link with them, or yeah. obviously they're couturiers, so it makes sense that they might, or whether they were in there because of a wedding dress, and, yeah. and they didn't think that people would... Pick up on something like that. Yeah, okay.
0: so, Everyone's desperate for information. We're going to look at everything and yeah. jump to conclusions. Well, that's the thing. I mean,
1: you know, Ralph and Russo have always been a front runner. Um, they are very much Megan's style. I mean, in the sense that when she wants something exquisite, she clearly that's that's the kind of thing that she likes. Yeah. Her everyday style is totally different. She's very relaxed, much more low key. Yeah. But you know, you can't have a wedding at St George's Chapel, have a royal wedding at St George's Chapel and wear a low key dress. Yeah, you just not, can't got you know. All out, yeah. The <laughs> evening event will be the opportunity for her to do something like that, to have something more relaxed. Um, and so the more I think about it, the more I think, yes, I mean this beautiful piece of couturier. How you pronounce the couture? Yes, yeah, it, is the, it could be the thing. I mean, the only thing I would say is obviously the Ralph and Russo engagement dress didn't get the most. It got a little bit of negative yeah, publicity because, didn't of it, the, because of the, because the price tag. Yeah. But I suppose that you know she didn't pay fifty three or fifty five thousand pounds for the dress, and she's the earns her own money. But it sits awkwardly, doesn't it? With family royal family who's trying to be relatable to the public and you've got but that i think that doesn't matter for a wedding dress and no one is going to criticize her for the Do value we, of this wedding dress and also these things are priceless anyway because this item is it, you know it's part of royal history so it, it's not comparable to anything yeah, else. And i
2: think kate had had the same criticism didn't she because there was a lot of figures around around her dress was it two uh, upward of two hundred thousand yeah something so i think it doesn't matter it's always going to be you know, much mm. more than in your average yeah. Joe pays for their wedding dress. So yeah, I think, as you say, I think the the reveal
0: of it will just kind of make mm. everyone forget about that. Mm. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's if it is Ralph and Russo, they've basically hit the jackpot, right? Like, mm. so many, you know, fine, I'm unlikely to go out and buy a Ralph and Russo dress at the weekend. But, you know, the, there will be people who are who are super rich who's who they are now much more on the radar for and they've got that royal cachet
1: completely I mean they have been incredibly successful but I mean I suppose those of us who don't know lots about fashion haven't really maybe they haven't been on our radar as much before I mean this will just cement them as the number one British couture house forever basically you know you just can't see a scenario where
0: H&M need to start working on like the crossover <laughs> yeah. collection now. It's the obvious choice. H&M, um, do you see what I've done yes. there? You all have had Urd uh, mm. haven't they? So, yeah. Yeah. That. Mm. so um, obviously we won't see the dress, Ralph and Russo or otherwise, until she gets out of the Car, yeah, and but that's we, the
1: point at which we'll have all the de- we'll get all the details about it as well. So, everything, an email everything, will be sent out with all the details.
0: Who's <laughs> designed it and how it was made and what it was made with. And but what we might get to see a glimpse of through the car window is whether there's a veil or what kind of a veil. Yeah, and maybe if there is something really shiny holding that veil <laughs> in place <laughs> on her head in a princess tiara style. So. Um, So The
1: tiara has caused quite a bit of interest. I mean, I'm sure she'll wear one. Royal brides have worn tiaras for, you know, almost a century. Um, And there's a lot of options. Now, people are talking a lot about the Spencer tiara. So obviously, this is the tiara that belongs to Diana's family aristocratic families, they will often have you know, a tiara that is used by members of the royal family sorry, by members of their family and now the reason that Diana wore that tiara is because she was a Spencer, so it was her family's tiara obviously Meghan isn't a Spencer, so does that make it slightly different? Is she more likely to wear a tiara from the family that she's marrying into, the royal family, the Windsor family however, she's marrying a Spencer as well, so you know it's, it's definitely an option and obviously the Spencer family would loan that to her um it, it's a good it would be an amazing tribute to diana because obviously that's the her tiara basically you know the tiara that she wore on her wedding day um and it's a very pretty tiara as well so it it's a possibility because you can see megan thinking it looks nice regardless of the meaning behind it um so so that is a very 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 strong option other options from the queen's collection which There's one I absolutely love, which is the Strathmore Rose Tiara. Now, this is a tiara that was the Queen Mother's. It's given to the Queen Mother, and she wore it on her wedding day. And what I love about it, it, it's 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 got diamonds and it's got symbols of the English rose, um, in diamonds, and. I think what, I mean, if a tiara can be bohemian, this is a bit kind of a bohemian tiara. It can be worn quite low down on the forehead, almost like a headband as well. Yes. Now, whether or not Megan would choose to do it that way, but it's just very pretty, it's very delicate. It's got that, to me, I look at that and I just think that's what she would like and that would suit her style.
0: It's sort of a, a bit of a 1920s feel to it. And it, yes. it also reminds me of the, um, I don't know what the, technical wedding shop term is for them. But those kind of, like you said, headbands that are, they sort of sit across your forehead more than on top of your head crown style, like a tiara. And also
1: it's a tiara that is belongs to the royal family but it hasn't been worn by anyone recently it's the queen Mother's. So that will be a lovely tribute to the queen mother harry's great grandmother so there's a lot of things pointing to that i think that's a front runner now we have obviously other ones that have been talked about we've got the cambridge lovers knot tiara and the lotus flower tiara i think both of those are actually out of the running mainly because they've been worn by kate recently yeah. and the cambridge lovers knot has definitely become
2: kate's kind of go-to tiara hasn't yeah. it yeah
1: um, you know kate duchess of cambridge i just think it's so synonymous with kate it was very synonymous with diana as well it's very pretty so it's got little pearls kind of drop pearl drops hanging down um but i i just don't see megan wearing that and and similarly the lotus flower tiara is the tiara that she that, that kate has worn for state banquets yeah. so i i wouldn't see that one being worn either um she's obviously not going to wear the tiara that Kate we're on her Cartier, wedding day. Yeah. Not least because I think it's actually on display in Australia at the moment. So that one's completely out of the running. The other option, which has been suggested to me, um, really, I think, is a, is a really good option. She could have something bespoke. So what she could do is she could take a piece of jewellery, maybe Diana's jewellery, for example, and turn it into a bespoke tiara, a bespoke headpiece, which would be very cool. Which is what the royal family do quite often, don't they? Because I
2: think the um, I think the Cambridge Loves Knot was originally a necklace. If I'm If I'm right in thinking, okay. So I th- and was kind of you know broken down into making a tiara, and I think quite a lot of the Queen's jewelry that that kind yeah. of happens and it's interchangeable. I think there's one necklace that she's got that's emeralds, and you can change it into a tiara or a necklace, and you can take it apart to make earrings. So yeah. It's definitely an option
1: and that would be a really nice way of getting something very personal um, quickly there's another one that's been suggested the Cartier Bandau tiara and um, this is a very kind of 20s look um, very kind of art deco sort of style it's um, a tiara which was belonged to the Queen Mother I believe um, and uh, it's it's a kind of like three sort of bands that go over the head. And it's quite low-key, quite modern, quite quite streamlined. It doesn't have lots of kind of intricate designs. That's a possibility. Um, Which one do you
2: fancy, Danielle? I do like the Strathmore Rose. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just... Yeah, you can totally see... You know, it kind of suits her Californian style, doesn't it? Especially she, she's going to wear something... I know, obviously, the rooms are that she's going to wear something quite embellished, but maybe something a bit slinkier. And then she's got the...
1: I can really, touch. really yeah. see that. Um, that is my front runner, along with potentially something bespoke.
0: I think it's also that question as well. If, it, like, how bling can you go with the headdress if the dress is also exactly, bling? Yeah. Because Kate's Kate's dress was obviously extravagant and beautiful, but it no was bling. lace, yeah, and it, the, it was in the detailing and the cut and, and, and the sort of class rather than overt
1: I know what you're saying, but also, I think you're thinking like a normal person. Oh no, you can have as much bling as you like when you're getting married. It's fine. It's
0: like a
1: royal bride. I mean, it is the kind of, you know, fairy tale princess moment, isn't it? And I just, I'm not sure you can have this is it's possible to have too much bling if that's what you want you know just go all out yeah. yeah because her jewelry has been quite minimal if you think about
2: it up until this point as well because she's you know she's got the stacking ring she hasn't one. she hasn't borrowed obviously she hasn't borrowed anything from the royal family
1: um no and what's interesting as well is that her engagement ring is a gold band the yellow gold and harry sort of almost outright said but didn't quite sort of checked himself a little bit but the gist of what he was saying was I think that that's her favourite colour that's the jewellery that she likes now obviously none of the tiaras that we've talked about have any gold in them they're all set in well I presume platinum not silver but um, you may know more than me I'm not yeah, a jewellery no, expert platinum and diamonds yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's interesting you know there's not there's not really an option there that gives her that something to match her engagement ring
0: Mm, interesting. So many options, but amazing dressing up box to have to go oh, look at the. Just
1: imagine. <laughs> one do they... on. I mean, I suppose what will happen is that she'll have a conversation with royal jewelers and courtiers about what each tiara means, what it's what it's made of, what the history behind it is, and she'll be able to see them in person as well. I think I think she'll make her decision based on the whole. The whole picture of the history behind the tiara, as
0: well as just how it looks. I wonder whether she could challenge Harry to make a tiara for her, given that he's like he's already done the engagement ring, which he did a nice job on. So you mm. know, he's done good. Yeah. Find yeah. some, find some pieces oh, of yeah. jewelry and put yeah, them together. Unlikely. Terrifying. And also, <laughs>
1: clearly not supposed to know what she's going to look like, oh, isn't can, he?
0: Can you imagine? Don't tell the bride, royal edition, <laughs> and, and also, get Prince Harry to organise the whole wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, gosh, if only. That,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> what he's going to wear is obviously something worth discussing as well because the dress code for the day allows people to wear their military uniform if they're in the military or if they want to do that so he has that option to do that so will he do that is another question now he's not in the military anymore where he's still serving I think 100% he would wear his military uniform because he's so proud of that part of his life but when he has attended military events recently I went to he was handing out wings to um uh, soldiers officers who were um uh, passing um their flying exams who passed their flying exams and he wore a suit so I wonder will he will he go for the military uniform obviously he has honorary positions so the theory is, would he wear the uniform of his most senior honorary position, which I believe is Captain General of the Royal Marines, which is the position that he took over from Prince Philip. So that that's a possibility. But I wonder, will he feel that he wants to wear his normal clothes because that's not a position that he earned by, by being in the military? So it's slightly...
0: And presumably, if Prince Harry does opt for military, then William will also wear military. Is it? Yeah. So they both did neither? that.
1: Yeah, they both did that on William's wedding. William wore the um, uniform of the Irish Guards, which is his most senior appointment and her honorary appointment, uh, and Harry wore his uniform. So. But they were both working.
0: Uh, More or less, you know. Because William
1: was in the military, but he wasn't wearing his search and rescue uniform; he was wearing his honorary one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: so complicated. So many different (laughs) things that they can wear. Um, One person whose outfit we probably won't be discussing at the royal wedding is Prince Louis, because as we've predicted, he's he's going to be staying at home, well out of the way.
1: Exactly, which seems very sensible. Complete sense. I mean, obviously, he's a tiny baby, and you know, I just think the logistical issues of that and it's not a very long time for him to be left with nanny or grandparent while the family attend the wedding
0: but we did get to see some rather gorgeous pictures released over the weekend so again taken by kate at home um you know just i guess the you could imagine your friends doing those if they were wanted to be a bit maybe a little bit over the top on Facebook, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility that you would see your friends posting similar yeah. style pictures.
1: Yeah, and she, Kate likes photography and she has kind of tried um, to you know, do as much as she can and learn quite a bit about it. So they were, they were good pictures, weren't they? I mean, it was really sweet to see Princess Charlotte kissing her little brother and obviously very similar to that photograph that we got of George kissing her when she was
0: born and quite a lot of comments as well on the clothes that the, yeah, the children were wearing Prince
2: Louis ended up with their hand-me-downs but it's quite sweet um, I believe he's wearing Charlotte's um, little romper suit she, from, from when she was born and then uh, Charlotte is actually wearing the cardigan that George wore in the official portraits with the Queen and all of her grandchildren um, because I, I did think oh it was unusual that I thought there was going to be a picture of all three of them Um, but George is, you know, George is in that picture in a sense because Charlotte's wearing, wearing his, one of his (laughs) hand-me-downs.
0: What do you think, Victoria? Why don't, why haven't we got, why wasn't George in the, in the pictures? Is he just... I think it's, I think it's probably a
1: little bit about them not wanting to expose their kids too much. And there was a feeling that, um... You know, we we normally get a picture around the birthday time, but we had seen Charlotte go to the hospital to see her little brother. So they were—I think they they, were—they didn't put something up for her birthday. But when, so I think it was an opportunity to combine the two. So when they released the first picture of Louis, they put Charlotte in it as well because we didn't get a birthday picture for her, and it was around her birthday time. But then they—I think they're just trying to do what they understand is. Wanted and needed because they do have public roles and their children will have public roles, but at the same time, not overexpose all of their children all of the time. So, I think that's what it will be. And I'm sure we'll get a picture of George around his birthday. And so, I think it's just about not setting a precedent where it always has to be all of them, and then it's just all of them all the time, and it's too much maybe for what they want. And there's quite a lot of engagements coming up where we will. Potentially see
2: them won't we obviously the wedding yeah and there's the troop in the color exactly which um, is so birthdays in july
1: so exactly so we'll see george and charlotte those things yeah. so yeah. I felt that was good enough.
0: so we should wish princess charlotte a happy birthday yeah. we're not going to sing don't worry <laughs> it's fine i just think we'll save that for another time um but she you know she seems full a, like, brilliant from her her sort of appearance at at the lindo wing the other week she completely
1: week. stole the show didn't
0: she at the lindo
1: wing oh, and oh, she clearly oh. seems a very confident little girl i mean it's very difficult you don't want to stereotype kids at this young age um but she certainly seems a lot kind of at when we've seen her a lot happier about waving to the photographers and william and sorry george seems to be a little bit more reluctant at the moment but it could just be because he's a bit older he's a bit more aware you just don't know, but she seems a very confident little girl.
0: And we know a little bit about her. We know she likes horses and horse riding already and speaks a little bit of Spanish. Completely. We know that she's uh, she's really into horses. Um, and that's obviously
1: following the footsteps of the Queen, which is really nice. And, yeah, I th- you know, she's obviously going to nursery now in Kensington full-time. Um, well, the best thing is she's
0: now got a little brother of her own to boss around. She doesn't have to... <laughs>
2: I think it's that second child confidence in a way, um, yeah, I think the, I think as an older child you're a little bit more independent, a little bit more reserved, whereas a second child, I know that certainly with me and my brother, that's, that's the case, I was a lot more shy, my brother was a bit like,
1: hey, look at
2: me, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah,
1: and maybe, you know, the, the, the pressure is, I suppose, I mean, I think William and Kate are very keen to shield their children from any kind of pressure or understanding about their roles, but of course as they get older... George will become aware of what awaits him, and she won't
0: have that feeling. So that's got to impact how they develop. So we'll see them see them again in the in the coming months. First at the wedding, yes. we think his bridesmaid and yeah, pageboy. Hopefully, party hasn't
1: been officially announced yet. All we know is that Megan doesn't have a maid of honor, but and there'll be lots of little, little kiddies basically. So I would like to see a mixture from her side
0: and his side, because obviously Kate's wedding was all William's side. So it'd be nice to see. Um, one other thing that I thought was interesting in relationship Mm. to um, Harry and Meghan was it saying that they would be back for an official engagement a week after their wedding so a very short honeymoon initially yeah. but then they have got quite a big trip to look forward to in the autumn so maybe they'll turn that into a holiday do you think <laughs>
1: no that will be her working Well, event, afterwards yeah. they've oh, well, they flown all the yeah. way over there they could tack a bit on the end but yeah this is what William and Kate did as well so it's this thing of letting the dust settle after the wedding and there's such a huge interest isn't there and people want people just can't get enough basically of this couple and we kind of want to see them again so I think this is their way of satisfying that demand and making sure that there's maybe a little bit more of a lull by the time they go away on their honeymoon. So they're going to carry out an engagement within a week of their wedding. So it'll be an opportunity for people to see them again in, in just a more normal scenario. Um, maybe get maybe sort of satisfy some of that interest, some of that appetite, and then they'll have the opportunity to go away on their on their honeymoon. Now they're going to obviously want to make sure that their honeymoon is as private as it can be. They're very keen to make sure that they don't get photographed. Uh, that's why Africa is a very strong possibility because it allows them to kind of disappear in the way they have done before in Botswana. Um, also, they, they could go down the private island approach in the same way that William and Kate did. Meghan likes beach holidays. You know, we know that she's she used to picture herself a lot on beach holidays when she, you in know, Instagramming days. And we're not really aware of them having
0: had many beach holidays, so they may just go for that. It's never a bad option, is it? Let's yeah. be fair. <laughs> so I think that about wraps things up for this week. We'll be back again next week with more Royal Wedding Countdown discussion. Um, not long to go now at all. Time has really flown. It also isn't long until Victoria leaves us. So do please send in your questions to Queen at trinitymirror.com. Um, I will be giving her a total grilling with all of your questions about her favourite moments, most memorable things, most embarrassing things that have happened as she has been following the royals around the world during her time with us. Um, If you haven't had a chance to uh, rate and review the podcast just yet, then please um, pop onto itunes and give us some stars we'd be really grateful and thank you so much to everybody who already has so that's it for now and until next time pod save the queen